Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome everybody, I'm Ron G, and this is Wrestling With My Thoughts, a WWMT Entertainment original, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to the show. No matter when you are or where you are, the fact is you're listening, and I appreciate that support. So go on ahead and sit back, relax, and listen as I wrestle with my thoughts. Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Chance, creating hope and needed care for everyone. Chance provides outpatient counseling services for individuals with mental health and addictive disease needs. At their clinics, you will be assessed to determine your specific treatment needs. The staff at Chance then works together with you, your family, your community partners, and other supportive people that you choose to develop your strengths, skills, and self-determination that will allow you to live an empowered life. If you or someone you love is in need of the care and services offered by Chance, please contact them at 877-393-8184, or you can email them at contactus at chancecreatinghope.com. Org. For more information, please visit www.chancecreatinghope.org because everyone deserves a second chance. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a very late edition of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. As you guys know, um, I haven't put out any material in the last month or so. There's more to come on that at a later date, but uh, I'm here in Nashville with Brandon and Kurt. Uh, we attended StarCast this weekend, getting ready to head out to Ric Flair's last match here in a little bit, but we wanted to sit down and kind of go over what we thought were kind of the, the good, bad, and the ugly um, over the course of this weekend, I think it's fair to say, gentlemen, all three of us had a great time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, so what I, <laughs> what I would recommend to any wrestling fan out there, um, if, if you really love wrestling, go to StarCast. It, 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 it's, you're going to be like a kid in a candy store. Just trust me on that. Go. 
So what we want to do is give our good, bad, and ugly over the course of these last three days, and then we'll come back at a later date and give our opinions on this uh, Ric Flair's last match card. Um, I'm going to start out and just say that um, my good was being able to meet all of the guys that I grew up watching from like six, seven years old and um, getting the opportunity for those that was were receptive to conversation, um, my chance to tell them how much I appreciated them, what they contributed to the business, and that sort of thing. The bad, <laughs> the lines. Um, today was great, in my opinion. Today was absolutely fantastic. Day three, I think they finally got it right. Um, the three of us bought platinum bracelets, and we knew that didn't guarantee us that we would get our meet and greets, meaning in, in getting tickets to them. But we also thought that we were going to be in a separate line and we would kind of be hot shots, so to speak, to the front of the line to make sure we got our meet and greets because we spent a little extra money. The first two days, um, well, Saturday was the first full day, but it, it was chaos, absolute chaos. Um, Kurt will fill you in when he gets to his part, but um, he actually missed one of his uh, because of the line situation. And that's, to me, that's bullshit because he paid extra money for the experience of getting the meet and greets that he wanted. My ugly um, would be Bully Ray. <laughs> um, I bought a meet and greet with Bully Ray for a photo, and he was supposed to be there 9 a.m. to 1 o'clock. And I got in early because I had so many damn meet and greets today. And at like 9.45, I was there at his table. He still wasn't there. And went on and did all my other meet and greets. And came back. It was probably close to, no, it was after 11 o'clock. And um, I walked up to the table, stood there, waited. A few minutes later, he came in. So he came up to his table after 11 o'clock. And I realized earlier on that I had made a mistake and purchased the, um, the autograph only for Bubba Ray. And I wanted the, the photo op. Both of them were $30. I asked the staff person there if that would be okay. He told, he told me to discuss it with Bully. Not him discuss it. He's the staff person, but told me to discuss it. So when I explained to Bully what was going on, he was like, whatever. And he, he didn't stand up. He didn't speak when I said, it was, you know, it was nice to meet you. He was like, thanks. And that was it. Like, no, everybody else today that I dealt with and yesterday that I dealt with gave you a little bit of conversation. I understand there's a lot of fans there, but you want those fans to feel like they're getting their money's worth. With Bully, it just wasn't, it wasn't good for me. So I'm going to turn it over to Brandon and allow him to give you his good, bad, and the ugly. And uh, then we'll follow up with Kurt, and then we'll all kind of talk a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, uh, what's up, y'all? Uh, my name is Brandon. Um, I ain't going to lie. I was actually checking the text message, and now I'm off guard a little bit, but I'm just going <laughs> to fly off the top of the head. That's what I'm good at. All right. So uh, my good of the weekend, well, first, uh, big brother, thank you for inviting me. Thank both of y'all for inviting me out. Um, I am a lifelong wrestling fan ever since I was six years old, so... I never thought that I'd be doing anything like this, 
And I'm just glad that I was able to had a little bit of time and a little bit of extra money just to come on out this weekend and uh, see all of the guys that I grew up watching, whether I just, just took a look at them and walked off or, you know, I signed up for the meet and greets and actually got a photo. I took pictures with everyone. I didn't care about an autograph. I just, I've always felt like a picture was worth a thousand words. So, <clears throat> so um, I guess to, well, to segue into the good, that was the good for me. Just being able to see all of the wrestlers that I grew up watching and um, even the, some of the other personalities as well. And just being able to interact with a lot of them and, you know, take my pictures. And I got my picture with Ric Flair, which was on my bucket list. Woo! <laughs> I did not, I truly did not believe, I said, and, I, I, and this is the power of words, because I said a long time ago, I said, before anything go down, I just want to meet Ric Flair one time. <laughs> and I'd be damned <laughs> if I didn't get here this weekend. You know, I'll be, I don't think Ric was really in a great mood. Because of, you know, like Ron said, you know, a lot of the uh, chaos that was going on. So, I think that kind of soured his mood a little bit. I don't think that he meant, I don't think that he really truly meant to come off rude to some of the fans. Because a lot of fans had something to say about that. And they were disappointed. And I understand it. But um, it, was, it was very chaotic. Um, but I think Rick was a little agitated with what was going on. But, you know, still when I got to him, he was cool to me. I, was, I shook his hand twice, actually. And... You know, took the photo and the cameraman did a great job because he had a photo of me actually leaning in to shake his hand, full grip. And that was, yeah, that was like the perfect. To me, that's one of like the best pictures I've ever taken on my phone. Well, somebody else took it on my phone and said, whatever. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Um, so that was the good. Um, the bad, uh, I guess maybe because I'm used to the lines and chaos, the lines, it didn't bother me. I'm just like, tell me where to go and whatever. Um, I can't say really too much was bad. I think maybe the worst thing in the bad category was, you know, Ric Flair was just a little, he was a little well, irritated and I didn't really get a chance to really, you know, tell him all I wanted to tell him, which, you know, we had time constraint and everything, but, you know, I did get to tell him that I, you know, he's one of my heroes and I appreciated him because he had a very, he still has a huge impact on my life to this day. Um, the ugly and <laughs> Y'all get ready to get to know me because I, I, I like to talk shit. All right? The ugly was when I actually looked and realized I didn't. I did not realize that damn Jonathan Gresham was that damn short. I thought he was. A, I thought. I thought that that was a kid that was like in the gymnastics or something. That dude got to be about four foot eleven. <laughs> Legit. Like I, that dude. That, I'm like his chest is built up into his throat, and I'm just looking around like, bro. I'm like, that is not the same Jonathan Gresham that I just seen lose. <laughs> the type. I'm sorry. He looked big. And I know I, I knew he was short, but I'm like, ain't no way in hell. <laughs> and I'm not a very tall person either. And I'm like, I got I can literally look over the top of his head. Like I can't I, I, that that blew my mind. Um yeah, that blew my mind. But uh yeah, that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it for me, man. Overall, and I got here day late too. I got here Saturday morning, so, you know, man, overall, just the overall experience, it's been great for me. I don't have, like, anything that really, like, turned my nose up. It's just, when I saw, I saw Jonathan Grisham, and I didn't realize he was that damn small. Just, <laughs> that just took me for a loop. And to be honest with you, a lot of the, a lot of the wrestlers are not as big as we think they are. However, Billy Gunn is actually, the way he, you see he's huge on TV, he's actually huge. 
Road Dogg took me by surprise as well. I didn't think that he was that big. He's actually, him and Billy Gunn is like running neck and neck. So, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't want to start rambling and stuff, man. But overall, I had a, I, I had a great time. And I was waiting to go and uh, see this Rick for last match. If it is, if it is, if it really is his last match. You know, after that thing in 2008, we really don't know. He probably going to go until he collapsed in the ring or something. God forbid. But we'll see. And that's it. So I have two goods, but the first good is how nine out of ten wrestlers that we, you know, went to see, they were very nice, all of them. They were very nice, very professional, and they were happy to see the fans, and they greeted us very well. My second good was the the Four Horsemen panel. I thought that was excellent. They did a very good job. Tony Giovanni, he did a very good job of orchestrating and asking everybody the right questions at the right time. And it was a very, very good um, panel. And keeping up with the time as well. Absolutely, keeping up with the time as well. Uh, my bad is um, I had it in my head and just forgot that quick. If the, the family got disappointed, would that be your bad? No, I had it. He's going to the ugly. Yeah, so the ugly. No, no, so no, no. I, I'm sorry. So the bad, the bad was the Ric Flair roast. I did not like that at all. I thought that was, it, it, I just wasn't into it at all. It was just, it, it, it didn't appeal to me. I didn't think the people that had up there roasting it were funny, and it was just off, in my opinion. And the ugly was just a disorganization of how this event on the meeting grits were it was very unorganized very and rick and as brandon said earlier rick fairly got he got frustrated because it wasn't organized and he didn't know what was going on and i don't want to blame him and he's you know he's older gentleman he's 70 years old and he's thinking things are going to be in order and they were not so when they weren't in order he you know he got frustrated very frustrated and he might have you know disciplined a lot of fans on highest outburst of what happened and I can understand his frustration, and you got to be professional at all times. But you know, it was very unorganized for the first two days. They got together today, finally, and he was very today because we were in the same building, all three of us, and he was there because he ran out of time yesterday to get everybody uh, pictures and signing. So he he went back today, and he was greeting everybody, and people were still coming in. Very late, but he accommodated everybody, took pictures with him, you know, signed the autograph, you know, and he he made up for it. But they were very nervous, and I, I think they put him in the, in the bad spot. So that's that's my bad. That's my ugly because they were not organized at all. I got one and, more. And I got all, one more ugly. I mean, because I got one go more ahead. ugly. Yeah, go ahead. Go that ahead. damn after party we paid for. It. Oh, yeah. That after party was trash. That was oh, a, that, oh, that, yes. that, that, that was all about that. That, that was a money that, that was a money grab, and everybody needed to get their money back from the after party because that was terrible. Yes, because nobody was there. The nobody was that we we paid for VIP supposedly VIP tickets. There was no VIP to speak of. There no, was VIP nobody. There were no vendors the there with drinks, food, no DJ. There was some band on the stage playing. So, yeah, that was a waste of money. And all of us had something to say about the lines and, and the crowd control or lack thereof. My little peon brain, a suggestion to Conrad and the team running StarCast, 
invest in some some line ropes. Yep. That way you can zigzag your fans like the theme parks do, and you can set aside a line for the platinum, gold, and whatever. However you set break down the bracelets. Specifically for the platinum. Yeah, because today they like. All of us said today they they did it right. They had lines for the gold bracelets, line for the platinum bracelets, and then lines for the general fans. And they did it where a platinum would go, a gold would go, a regular fan would go, and that worked great. Yesterday was complete chaos. Um, On the roast, I agree with Kurt, but I don't agree with him completely. I, I enjoy portions. Of the roast. Uh, I think uh, Brad Nestler was hilarious because I didn't expect it from him. But there was a lack of uh, diversity, to say the least, on that stage. Um, And the only people of color to appear were by video. Some of those you can understand. The Rock you can understand. Um, I don't know what the hell Ron Funches could have been doing that he couldn't make one night in Nashville. Maybe they didn't invite him. But because of the lack of diversity and some of the jokes that were told, it came off really tone deaf and, and racist. If there had been more diversity there and, and some people of color be able to fire back some of those jokes in turn, that, I think that would have made the, the, the room a little bit easier. So I did notice that as well. And you missed out on the roast, so yeah. Okay, glad I did. Yeah, yeah, because it was I was I was uncomfortable with some of the jokes that were telling. You know, give me an example. So uh, one of the comedians said, "Ric Flair's liver is 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 black." What? Yeah, he said his liver is black, and I'm sitting there like, what? Yeah, and it just it just came off. It it was it was they had a lot of bad. Racist jokes and it was bad and and and, and I, I felt very uncomfortable and so I just you know I started just I put my headphones on and just I didn't listen to a lot of it but it was it was it was bad yeah and I felt very uncomfortable because it was like they were the jokes they were telling and I'm saying it's a roast and you know roast are you know it's it's no holes, it's no whole bars but as far as the jokes they were telling it was not. In my opinion, it wasn't cool. Right, and and I realize me as a white guy, I'm the one saying this, so I, I I can't speak for how you two gentlemen would feel at all because I don't know that experience. Mm-hmm. But I think a a more diverse set of comedians would have yes, offset. That it would have because because, some black because if you watch the Comedy Central roast, Lisa Lampanelli takes all kind of racist jokes about sleeping with black men all the time. But there's always diversity in those groups. So you have a, and this just popped into my head, you got Snoop up there telling some jokes about Uh a white lady sleeping with black men. So it it kind of, it's not as tone deaf as as Friday night was. So, yeah. So, you know, it it, it was very uncomfortable. So I do want to ask something. So I want to ask both of y'all, who was your favorite person to meet this weekend on, on the, as far as the meeting greets. My favorite? Yeah. Godfather. The second. Why so? Well, no. Well, give me a top, because I know you had three, so give me a top three. Tops. Uh, come on, come Rick on, Flair, Rick, Rick Flair, Rick Flair, Mick Foley, Godfather. 
Or what you got in mind? No particular order. My number one is going to probably, I know it'll surprise you, Kurt. My number one is Tony Schiavone. Okay. Tony Schiavone was absolutely, for for my meet and greets, the most personal person. Gave me a con- like an actual conversation. Yeah. Um, Tony was cool. Yeah. Uh, my second, it's going to surprise you again, the Briscoes. Um, I've watched them for a long time. They're a rough and tough tag team. They're old school to me. They're crazy. So I really enjoy meeting them. And my third, Velvet Sky. Because I've had that woman is F I N E fine. And Bully Ray, if you hear this, you jackass, she deserves better. (laughs) So, so what about you, Kurt? So, my number one is Madden today because he was my favorite wrestler growing up and he was very nice. My number two would be Tony and David because they were nice as well. And three would be the Rock and Roll Express because they was cool. They were very cool. They was cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, um, just uh, and Jerry Lawler today, he was cool as well. Jerry was cool. I'm still pissed at the fact that we walked out. As soon as y'all walked so out, we walked out. out cause we, we were in line to get Mick Foley's uh, thing. And I'm sitting up just looking. I'm like, okay, where's Jerry? Where's Jerry? I just want to look at him. I just want to look at him. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about as soon as y'all walk out that damn door, he walked in. He walked in. He walked out. He walks. And that's what he wants. He was waiting for us to leave. That's all it was. Yeah. I was like, man, but. I, I mean, I was just. I, I think one of the one of the most humbling things for me was to see Magnum TA. Yeah. Um, last time I saw him, he's he he. I hate to say it like this because it sounds insensitive, but he he looked to be in rough shape. Today, when I went to shake his hand, he couldn't shake with that hand, uh-uh. and so I had to reach with with my. I mean, shake with my right, um, and. Uh, Dennis Condry. Dennis Condry with with the battle he's going through with throat cancer. Um, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that one, right? I mean, he, he was just, he was happy. He was happy to see the fans. He gave me a little bit of conversation. Um, I enjoyed meeting Baby Doll. I mean, it was just a great weekend, man. Yeah, absolutely. My, my, my inner kid is very happy. Yeah, and like I said, <laughs> nine times... The, 99% of the wrestlers that were there to meet the fans, they were very nice. Very nice. They were very, very cool. Even some of us that we you know, might have been standing, the, the ass club, when we were standing in line, they would come up and, you know, talk, talk, you know, they talk shit. Yeah. Basically, like they're still on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, no, it was and, real light. And you don't have to censor yourself. Say whatever you feel like saying. Oh, I could, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, shit. I don't hold back shit on this but yeah, yeah, they, you know, the ass club, they, I enjoyed the ass club a couple times we interacted. They came just. They no, they were cool. They were very cool. Cool. You didn't need to explain to the people listening. What? You might want what, to explain what the, the ass, ass club is. is. Oh, oh, excuse me. Okay, so, all right, all right, all right. So, for uh, all you uh, 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 old school wrestling fans, at least 25 plus years into it, you all remember this dude named uh, Badass Billy Gunn. I'm an ass man. So, he had that, he, whenever they, well, him and DX broke up for that little bit of time in 99, he started going by the name Mr. Ass. That name, it's got, it's got me in trouble. So, man, that's why I'm laughing right now. It's got me in trouble so many times. <laughs> anyway, um, so now his boys are wrestling. And so now their group name, if you watch AEW, they come out, the name of their tag team is the Ass Club. 
and their dad is their manager. And he's still, Billy Gunn is still wrestling. Billy Gunn still looks the same way he did in 98-99. You yeah. can just tell he's older. Yeah. But he's that, that, he's in fantastic shape. And that's something. Yeah, because some of these old wrestlers, they really maintain their body and took care of themselves. Yep. And they look really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you can really can't tell, like, only if you knew how their career or how old they were, but they they took care of their body. They look good. Speaking of looking really good, Karen Jarrett. Oh my, Jarrett. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, for those of y'all TV listening, if, if you're wrestling fans as well, you know TNA. You know who Karen Angle is. I'm going to give you a minute to think. Did you ever see Karen Angle or Karen Angle? Karen Jarrett on that show and ever think she was bad? I'm going to give you a second just to think. Now, if you would have saw her this weekend, you would have been like, God, where, where the fuck did all this come from? Yeah, I'm sorry. She looks so bad. I had to see she beautiful, beautiful. And I she, had to do a whole and, double take. And she is fine, <laughs> fine, fine. I just walk. I went in. I did too because I was all, like, "What?" I was like, "What's going on over there?" First of all, I didn't realize that Jeff. I didn't. I didn't. It, I couldn't understand why Jeff Jerry line was so goddamn long. That line was long as hell, especially yesterday. Because it's natural. And then yeah. so I'm, I'm walking around, just looking around and shit. Next thing you know, I look. Okay, there's Jeff. All right. Okay. And then I see the. Why is this that? Damn, that's Karen. Like, I had to, I, I, <laughs> yeah, walk, I had to go that's turn around and go back. Like, God. And that's when she was in TNA. When she was in TNA, she looked that good. It no, was, she did. And she was annoyed. But, hey, man. But, Lord, whatever. I was man. like, Lord have mercy. This woman looked good. Yes. Man, man, she man. looked good. And, and talk about bouncing back to the, the rose for just a second. The dress. You didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think to get a picture of it. The dress that Wendy Barlow had on. Yeah, you know, his wife, right? Fifi. They used yeah, to be his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, ex-wife. Wait, 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 wait. They got divorced? Well, they yeah. didn't divorce. They're well, not they together did. right yeah, now. Yeah, they, they announced they were splitting up. Now, they're still cool as shit. Yeah. But they just... And I, think they, I, think they're st- I think they're still married, but they don't... They're not together right now. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick oh, well, don't need to be married. After five marriages, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick, Rick should have quit after the second. But, <laughs> but the, the dress that she had on... Yeah. ...was sheer. She had on... That I, that I could tell from the back, hmm. no underwear. Hmm. And the dresser, like you could see her full on ass. Hmm. And it didn't look bad. Hmm. <laughs> hey man, I seen some of the old videos of people oh. back in the day. Rick, I, I understand, yeah. Tori Wilson. I didn't get a chance to see her. We saw we saw her at the roast, and from where we she were sitting. The sign. It was, where was we off. were sitting. Tori was off. Work there. Yeah, something was <laughs> off. Sort of has, still has some work. Yeah, something was off because it didn't look, it didn't look the same at all. <laughs> I was, I don't, I, I don't know what was going on. Now it didn't look the same. If, if you, Kurt, if you had the opportunity to an, attend another Starcast, would you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah, absolutely. Same year, same yeah. year. Um, as I said at the top of the show, if you call yourself a wrestling fan, um, and and I'll. You know, Brandon's a little bit younger than, than both Kurt and I, so I'll, I'll throw something out to the people. I'll throw something out to the people in our age bracket, especially if you're an older school, old school wrestling fan, because there are so many of the guys that wrestled in the past that come out and uh, to see the fans, and it's great to see the people 
that that remember them fondly. And and I, like when I met when I met Baby the other day, I told her I had a crush on her when I was a kid, and she laughed. And uh, the lady taking the picture said, "Looked like a cute couple to me." <laughs> Baby dog can give me her hotel room key now, and that's where I would be going after <laughs> the, the the matches tonight. Um, I tell you what 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 would be something that absolutely shocked you guys this weekend? Something that shocked me? Yeah. Just, I mean, it could be anything. Say how a wrestler or whatever. Say how tall Joe the Gresham is in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. yeah, that threw me off. That shocked me. I think, yeah, that's because I'm like, because I'm, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, everybody know I'm short, but I'm like, I think I'm taller than that dude right there. <laughs> you are taller than that. And I'm like, this dude been a world champion in the wrestling organization that he on TV. Yes. Yeah. He built that everybody mouse around him. Blew my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind. Right. But I was like, wow. Trying to think of what my shock would be. Um, I don't have a shock. I just, I just I had it. And like, I, that, that, that was the most shocking thing to me. That, that's it. I don't yeah, that that blew my mind. Ah, I know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say with with something that shocked me. Jay Lethal this morning had next to nobody in his line. It ended up filling up, and and that blew me away because he's deeply associated with TNA. They used to do their weekly. TV tapings at the fairgrounds before they got bigger. So I was just, and now it got, he had people later on in in the day. I think that was due to last night being Saturday with um, SummerSlam and everybody going out because Saturday was the big day because that's when everybody was here. So I think a lot of the main wrestlers and entertainment went out together last night and that's why they were late this morning and that's why the lines were so small, and we were able to get through and have a good day. Yeah, and and, and as as people woke up and got their you know senses together, that's when they came. Yeah, and I I'll, I'll say this on a, on a personal level, I got to give shouts out to Kurt because everybody sitting around this 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 mic right now was wondering how in the fuck I was going to pull off ten meet and greets by one o'clock. We've been laughing up. about this for twenty four hours. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I got to give it to Kurt. Kurt was on, a man on a mission today. Yep. Um, he was very helpful. Um, it's not a knock whatsoever. He wasn't being pushy at all. He was help, very, very helpful. Because some of his meet and greets weren't ready at the time. So while I was in line at one, he would scope out some of the others. And, for instance, I was, I was getting pictures with Arn Anderson. And he told me that there was nobody at Jay Lethal's table. So when I got done with that, hop over to Lethal's table. So I got done with Arn, went over to Lethal. He's like, wait a minute. They split up the lines for Kevin Nash. They got a platinum line and a gold line. You're the only person in the platinum line. Go ahead and get Kevin Nash out of the way because his lines are getting longer. Got Kevin Nash, hopped right over. And it was just like that through the day. I was done with all 10 meet and greets by 11.15. And that's starting at 9 (laughs) o'clock. I think when me and you split, when we got back from Mick Foley, me and you went inside and split. I just went, I went and got mine with the Godfather, mm-hmm. and shout out to the Godfather. He the only one that gave me a compliment. He loved my Muhammad Ali shirt, <laughs> so I'll never forget. But um, no, I got went did the Godfather talk to him for maybe thirty seconds or whatever. Walked around, I almost I almost bought some action figures, but I changed my mind. Yeah, and then I, I bought a couple of hats. Called, and then I bumped into you, and you was like, "You're done." I thought you, I'm like, because I'm like, if I would, if I, we would have placed bets, I would have lost. 
Yeah, I would. I said, we gonna roll around back and run. Roll like, man, I got like five more. I would have lost too. We've been there. We've been there. I would have lost too. Kurt's famous line was, "I don't know what the fuck you were thinking, Ryan." He said it about you said it about thirty times in the last twenty four hours. That was because I, but I was like, okay, we here. I ain't got a lot going on, so let me scope the the, the arena out. And so, okay, let me let's figure out how we can do this strategically and get it done. So I was like, so he said. He over here with Iron, so Iron is ready. So I'm looking like, okay, ain't nobody in J line, but Kevin Nash, the line is growing. So I'm gonna stand in line for him for for Kevin. And when you get done, come over to Kevin. When you get done, come over to Jay. Yeah. Babe Dollars over here. D- Dennis is over here. Bully is here, but he hadn't got there yet. So we, I walked around the whole, the whole arena, mm-hmm. let him know this is where everybody is. And I was like, okay, hold on. Mick is in. The panel and Brandon is over there at the panel as well, yep. so it's gonna be over at 10 15. So let's go in this building, stand in line, and I'm standing in line for Brandon because I know both of y'all got mitt. Yep. So when I get out of line for Brandon, I'm gonna get in line for Jerry Lauder because that's what I have. And once I can do that, y'all be done. Yep. And, and it all worked out perfect. And it, it helped y'all got there at the same time because I like because probably like, I said, that's Brandon, I said, when you come to this building. Don't go to the back of line. You come up here where you, when you see me come up here. Because <laughs> right. I stood in line for you. I'm glad that the line was where it was. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't, ain't had nobody shit. back to the back of the line. No, that's why I was no, like. I was no. line right there. I look around. Up. That's why I said call me when you get to the door. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I've had this spot for an hour. So he, he going to be here. And I'm walking over here. Man, Kurt, like, I'm t- Kurt takes me. I'm still in the panel now. Kurt, is it over yet? And I'm like, no. Because everybody in. It was running late because the panel actually didn't start until like 9.15. It's the Mick Foley panel. Um, but yeah, it didn't start until like 9.15, 9.20. Yeah. And so it ran late. That's why Mick ended up being late because he didn't get there until like 10.40. He didn't get in line until like 10.45, 10.50. Yeah. But I knew you had something to do today. That's why I was like, I'm going to stay in yeah. line for him. Actually, and that's I, why I told Ron, let's get in line now for Mick Foley because he's going to be here. I actually left the panel. I, I left the panel early. It was doing Q&A, so I was like, well... I said, okay, they get ready to wrap on up, so let me go ahead. I went and got something to drink. And I said, let me go ahead and get in this and, and go ahead and shoot on over here. So speaking of that, how was that, how was that panel? How was it? The panel was pretty good. Um they So okay, what did he talk about? He talked about um like a lot of I didn't know that he spent so much time in Memphis. Hell yeah. yeah. I had no yeah. idea. That's so basically that, that's listen, listen, that's why we gonna get all this together. Yeah. So you can go back and do some homework and Research on on it, yeah. But yes, he did. But yeah, he spent a lot. And that's what the main because he knew he shot his podcast too, right? He did the panel, and that's what it was about. His time over here for the most part, until yeah. They got to the to the um the Q and A part or whatever. But it was it was really entertaining. Mick dropped that. He, I forgot how he did it, but he, you know, he, on every show he does, he drops an F bomb, and the way he did it was golly, I forgot, I forgot how he did it. Dang. <laughs> but um, yeah, he dropped the, he he dropped the F bomb, whatever. And it was uh. Really well done because the way Mick does it, he does it when you don't expect for it to come. No, 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 no. no. Somebody asks on the Q and A. Somebody asks, um, "Was it hard for you after getting thrown off the hell in a cell? Um, how hard was it for you to climb back on top of that cage? Because if you've seen that match, you know Mick climbed back on top mm-hmm. of that cage and got choke slammed from that cage. So um, it was a little boy that asked that, asked that question." So, he goes, you know, he says what he says. And then, you know, he was like, you know, you want to know how I really like climbing on top of that cage? Everybody's like, how? Because I'm Mick fucking Foley. <laughs> that was the line. So, it was now, really good, but ain't nobody see that coming. Let me, let me ask y'all this, because we're talking about Mick Foley right now. And the thought just popped into my head. 
in the in in our time of watching wrestling is he the most unsuspecting the world champion that never should have been now that's not a knock on Mick Foley what I'm saying is he's not what people would normally book as their champion it's not a knock on him if anything it's a testament to his his career that he he got so over that they had no choice but to put him in that position so in my opinion just watching him from Cactus Jack and just evolve, I always thought he should have been a champion. Right, and I agree. Ain't it I always thought it. So, but, the, but the industry wouldn't have looked. No, they like wouldn't. It. But as wrestling fans, like all three of us are, mm-hmm. he he definitely should have been a champion. Oh yeah. I so I, I, I so I don't think it was a mistake or that anybody missed the mark. You know, he he got what he, he was he deserved because Vince hired him. If you remember. To teach Jr. what it felt like to exactly. get his heart broken, but and and as yeah. I watched him, I was like, this from WCCW um, Memphis. As he was going through, I was like, this dude he got some. Yeah, I was like, he has something, and he go, he's gonna be a big star one day. Yes, and and and, and you you can see it if, if as wrestling fans, you can see it all day. Yeah, and, and one of the, there. one of the most cerebral. Promos of all time. That Kane Dewey promo, yeah, and the promos he would do with the Undertaker when sitting in the boiler room, just rocking back and forth as mankind. Yeah, I used to imitate that back in the day. But man. even before the end, but but the the, the battles him and Van Vader had, man, I see. Hey, I man, watched, I watched every. Those were match. brutal. Yeah, brutal. If, if you haven't seen one of the matches where. In WCW, they had a ramp for a short while that went yeah. right up to the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Foley took a, a bump on his back while he was on Vader's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I don't know if he's joking or, he said his intent was to die on pay-per-view. Yeah. And you can hear him when he hits that damn ramp. Splat. He takes a flat back bump off of the ring apron to the concrete floor before, just before they had mats. Yeah. You can hear him. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I mean, I I feel like, I, and this is a personal thing for me, I always felt like he should have got a run with the championship when he's Cactus Jack. Because I yeah. felt like Cactus yeah. Jack put him on the map. All day. And, I, and, I, and, I I the, and when he was in the WWE, because Mankind was Vince's creation, yep. and Mick came up with the name Mankind, he was going to be... Um, Mason? Man, Mason? Mason? Mason or something. Yeah. Something like that. But he came up with the name Mankind and it stuck. But that was Vince's creation. And I yeah. guess that's why the Mankind character got built, got the room to build. Uh-huh. I always personally felt like Cactus Jack should have gotten and more I of agree. Run. And I agree. Somebody, he been in all three. He should he should have had a run with the build. I agree. Because Cactus he, Jack put that man on the map. I agree. And I he definitely chose, agree. He I chose to agree. bet on himself leaving a guaranteed paycheck in WCW to go to WWF. Yeah. Because he was making money, but he saw his career going nowhere. He's he's putting in all these great, fuck what you heard, great matches with Sting, with Vader, anybody he was facing. But it wasn't going anywhere. So he bet on himself and went to WWE. His guarantee in WWE, what was it, $150? Yep. He's guaranteed $150. That's it. And, you know, the the rumor is, well, it's not a rumor. Mick Foley says it himself. When when he did take that bump off of the cage, Vince was like, I appreciate what you've done for the company, what you've done for me 
But don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it again. Hmm? He did it again. Yeah, but but, but that time it, it 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 was people were looking for it at that point. Well, you, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, where he went through the cage, but it was it was there was airbags underneath yeah. it or whatever, so it wasn't the same. That because him what? falling through the cage wasn't supposed to happen. No, the I later found out if I understood what I heard correct from I think Pritchard that panel of the cage was supposed to give way. But not at that point and no. not in that way. Exactly. He was supposed to take the bump, like coming down yep. and like crumpling on to his feet and crumpling onto the mat. If if fans haven't seen that, I don't know how you call yourself a wrestling fan and haven't seen that moment. But when when Taker chokeslammed him, he came down full force on the back of his head yeah. onto and, a chair. Yeah. yeah. The chair smacked him in the face and knocked him out. Yeah, knocked him and just put a hole in his, in his lip. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the tube came straight out, went up and out his nose. Yeah. And hung in his nose. Hmm. It's yeah. a tube. Yeah, when you, you see that close, that little white thing, that's his yeah. tube. Yeah. Like, you know, y'all know that, that, that shot from Mickey in the corner. He, like, he, roll, he rolled over smiling. I think he said he was actually looking for his toy. Like, it's all in my damn mouth. <laughs> did, he, did he tell the story of his ear? Oh, when he went to Germany yeah. and they got caught with rope and yep. ripped Trying off. Trying to do the hangman yeah. with the ropes and his ear got ripped off. Man, no, that, that um, right there. So somebody yeah. got up in the panel and said, he was, you know, that you are our generation is evil can evil. And that's the truth. Yeah. All right. I agree. We get ready to wrap this up. I'm going to ask a question. I want to go around, you know, round robin sort of thing. All right. Um, your personal greatest world champion ever. Oh, ooh, man. I don't know why that's hard. Yeah, I, I thought it would come out I like that. that. I did. Greatest world champion of all time, Ric Flair. Okay, yeah, and that's why I thought it would have came right out. Exactly. Because I've seen them thinking about us all together, and I ain't want to go cliche, but now Rick, Rick, to no. me, Ric Flair is the greatest world champion. Rick is, of all time. Rick is the greatest yeah. world champion ever. Well, b- ever. B- before I ever got to Kurt, he answered the question. <laughs> same here, same here for me, Ric Flair. All right, start with Kurt on this one. Your Greatest tag team champions ever. That was hard as shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I'm going to cheat on my answer. So, this is hard. Because I like the Rock and Roll Express, but my, the, I think the greatest is Iron and Tuck. Mm. Okay. I think, they're, I think they're the greatest. Because they were... They what they it, what they did it was just it was it wasn't it nobody else did it. So Iron Mitchell is it, it, I, I not I hated him when I grew growing up, but as I got older and just saw the work they put in, it's Iron Mitchell for me. You appreciated the reasons you hated them. Yeah. That's how good they were at their job. Exactly. Iron um, for me. Iron for, for, for me. For me, greatest tag team of all time. And when you said Arn and Tully, I said, shit. Now I got to go 1A, B, and C. Um, because I can't, and I know that's kind of cheating on my own question, but I cannot choose between Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, and Arn and Tully. I'm stuck on those three. So, this just my opinion. Mm-hmm. What Arn and Tully brought, the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express didn't bring that to the table. Because, because it, it, as far as wrestling go, 
Iron and Tully were head and shoulders above all both of those teams, in my opinion. And what and in technical wrestling, right? And, and that's the fuck of things. Like I don't disagree with any of it. Yeah, because I because I like I, you know Rock and Roll Express. You know I took a picture with him yesterday. Yeah, because they was one of my fa- favorite tag teams. But as far as wrestling, Iron and Tully, I, I despise them. But they was on their shit. Yeah, it's like the Boston Celtics in the eighties. I hated them, but them boys played ball. Yes, and they were good. Your favorite tag team of all time. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I'm basing this off of the tag teams that I've gotten to watch. I that's fair. Get, that's I fair. Didn't, I didn't get to see Arn and I agree. Arn and Tully, and I would throw the Midnight Express in there. I sit and watch Midnight Express shit all the time. I thoroughly didn't watch that Jim Cornette. I'm thoroughly entertained by them. I love Cornette. Thoroughly. But for me, because I've watched them at every company they ever went to, they dominated and they won championships more times over. I get, I gotta get to the Dudley Boys for me. And I understand that because they've gone to every company and they yeah, dominated, yeah. and they they were actually they're now part of a, a match that's actually trademarked, the TLC match. Nobody else can use that name ever no. again. And they 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 they, they dominate. No, I, I, I give it to the Dudley Boys. I won't knock that at the, all. I love the Road Warriors. The only and wait a minute, one more. I got one more. My one A, B, and C. <laughs> I love Steiner Brothers. That's I love the Steiner Brothers. There's an argument because there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. because they are just so they are so damn physical and almost look like they were suplexed me for real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So and the the reason the only reason I gave the face I did when you mm-hmm. said Dudley Boys, I I. I like them, love them, in fact. But it never, it never occurred to me to put them in that same classification of, of the greats that we talk about. Yeah, but it should be. Uh, yes, absolutely. They should be. absolutely. Every company that they've ever worked for, they won their championship. They did more but, than and, one time, more but, than two times. But not only that, they were good. Yeah, they were good. They were damn good. Anytime if you so the other boys is on the car, you. I'm going to watch that match. <laughs> so I think after we do, after this last Ric Flair match podcast, I think we the next one we should come back on the top, our top 10 tag teams on who we think yeah. were from 1 to 10. Yeah. And, and, and all are, our opinions. Who they are and why. Yeah. Um, and, and, and why, yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing that, that I'm regretful, well, two things actually, that I'm regretful for this weekend. And... Kurt knows this. You haven't got to know me that well. Like I'm an emotional dude, so like certain things just trigger me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that I didn't get a chance to meet Bobby. Um, when I met Condry today, it made me appreciate. Not that I didn't, but it made me appreciate Eaton that much more. Yeah. Great wrestler. You wouldn't know All it by looking at him, but a great I'm a wrestler. All day. All day. And. To meet Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash is laid back. He's, you said he's a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I hated not seeing Scott Hall there. Oh yeah. I, I hate that I never had the opportunity because me and you talked. I don't know if it was me and you or me and Dexter, but I think creatively, some of the things he contributed, it it it, it evolved wrestling. He yes, was he was absolutely. smart. I wish that I could. And, and he was smart. Thing, and the thing that breaks my heart the most about Scott Hall is to know how much he suffered before he, anybody got to him. 
But he laid there for hours. But the thing is, and you know, and I understand, but you know, his family friends tried to help him and yeah. he did not accept the help. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and, and you it's, know, as much as it hurts to and, say and, it, and, I agree. As, it's him. as cause we look, you know, none of us want to see anybody die, but he didn't accept the help that was given to him or offered to him and ultimately he you know, he died from it. Speaking about and it, it's like, from something else. Hmm. We break his hip and then go to he went to the hospital and then he had a heart attack, right? Hmm. Scott, well, that's what eventually killed him. He's he slipped and fell really? in his home and broke a hip. Yeah. That's what that's what sent him to the hospital. Right. But he laid there for several hours. He couldn't make he couldn't physically get up, he couldn't make it to the phone. He eventually passed out, woke up several hours later, and crawled in pain to find the phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but there was also some other reports saying he was still drinking. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. And yeah. Unfortunately, to and that, that contributed to well, it. Yeah. I bet Scott Hall one time when I was working at the airport, and that's when he was like, it is very, very worse. Very worse. He was like, he was like the pale rider. However, um, at the time I was uh, responsible for getting people that was in a wheelchair on and off the plane. So we yeah. get our itinerary to the sky hall. We don't think they had the sky hall until one of his folks brought him off that. We took the chair on down there and one of his folks got him off the plane, brought him on up the jetway. Cool as hell. Did the Wolfpack sign with him and everything because I had to. He was coming off at my gate, so you know there's certain things we had to do to make sure he got clear. Yeah. And we didn't leave nobody behind. Well, he's letting the dispatch know. And you know, I was doing all that, talk, had a 30 second conversation with him. Cool as shit. He looked like he was sick. It wasn't in no type of good shape to be traveling or nothing. But when it came to us, and it's something that always stick with me, when it came to us, because there's a few of us that came and said, what's up to him? And he was just friendly, just cool. He gave us the time of day. And I always said, I wish I could have met him while he was sober. Because I, want, I, mean, I, I would have loved to tell him about that and just tell him thank you for at least. Because a lot of times, man, working at the airport, you see all kinds of celebrities and wrestlers and stuff. Everybody got that nice suit. Yeah, yeah. Even when they having their worst day. And it didn't look like Scott was having a good day. But he was very kind. He was very kind to us. He was very kind to me. And just, you know, just giving the, the time of day just to do that one little sign. That's something I'll never forget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, I wish I could have you on. I wish I could have, you know, seen Scott. I wish I could have met Bobby Eaton. Because I have, you know, my brothers are old school wrestling fans. So y'all put me on some of this stuff. There was at one point where I've been watching Bobby Eaton videos. Yeah, like he was a damn good. He was a damn good wrestler. He, Bobby know, was the truth. Yes, he's a damn Bobby good wrestler. Very, he's one to me. He's one of the like in the top five underrated wrestlers of all time. Absolutely. Yes. All day. Uh, yes. Underrated. Underrated. Yes. He's mm-hmm. damn good. I remember, no doubt. I remember even, even when they put look. him in that bullshit English gimmick. Yeah. Sir Bobby uh, or whatever with, it was. With, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I remember watching all that. No, look, I thought Bobby was a job. I didn't know. <laughs> the history because he was just on Saturday night and worldwide. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. And I didn't know all of the history he had until they came out. I remember WWE 247. Mm-hmm. The thing before the network. Yeah. yeah. And then they they actually had all the real music and shit. And they uh the Midnight Express came on. They were like, Bobby, you know, that's Bobby. And then that's when boop piqued my interest right there. He was, I mean, like I say, to look at him. He looks like he don't have an athletic bone in his body. 
he is, this is a funny analogy to me. He is wrestling's Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah. You look yeah. at Larry Bird, Larry Bird don't look like he's got an athletic, an athletic bone in his body, yeah, he but he will whoop you out or wear and, you and out gonna, on that He's going to tell you what that he's going to do. That was Bobby to me. Yeah, he's going to um, tell you what he's going to do, and he does it. So we're going to get ready to wrap it up here because it is 427 in the p.m. here in, well, we're in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. We're about 20 minutes outside of Nashville. Um, the main event, notwithstanding, Brandon, what match are you looking forward to the most on that card? Well, it's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the word. What else on the card? Um, I, I could pull up. Well, right. I can still pull up. Yeah, I can still pull up. This is one of those times I'm literally just going to enjoy the show. Let's see. Give me one second. I'll pull up. Okay. But you can keep talking. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, I'm there for the main event. I, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't look at the card. I have a whole poster in here. As a matter of fact, I need to go get the poster. That might work a little faster. Give me one second. I'll be right there. All right. Kurt, I asked him, um, outside of... The uh, the main event. What what match on that card are you looking forward to the most? Uh, let me look at. That's what right, I'm, I got I'm trying to pull up the card now. I have a line up, Rick. So. Oh wait a minute, Ray Phoenix is fighting. Hmm? Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got it right there. Okay. Well, the, the mo- I'm interested to see how they're gonna pull this bunkhouse battle royal off. I want to see in the, in the middle of everything. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see how they're gonna do that. Yeah. Um. For me, I'm 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 fanboying like hell. But the Von Erichs are their flight was canceled. Yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing the Briscoes live. Hopefully, they got somebody to throw in there. Hopefully, um, because Hopefully. I would love to see Mark and Jay live. Yeah. So, um, so that's me. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. The Briscoes. Uh, I, I want to see. I want to see Ray Phoenix. Yeah, it's not. I like, I I like, I like Ray Phoenix. I want to see Ray Phoenix. Um, like I don't care. You know, y'all forgive me, but not you two because I think you two may agree with me. I care nothing about the Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, Bandito, Laredo Kid, or Taurus match. Now, now this one is interesting. Yeah, I was just about to say the that, same thing. That's interesting. The Wolves versus the Motor Machine Guns. Yeah, 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 now, yeah, I think yeah. that might be decent. Interesting in the fact that that should have happened at least five years ago. Yeah. Wow. But they're all still great now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. So, man, Motor, motor Machine Guns, man. So that might be, long time. outside of the, the main event, that might be the, it could be the second best match. Throughout the night. Yeah. Yep. It, it's definitely got the fucking potential to be. Yeah. All right, folks. We're going to wrap this up and head over to the Nashville Auditorium to get our Ric Flair on. Um, woo! Woo! So, we'll be <laughs> back. We will be back at this talking about the last match. And there's some things going on in the background that y'all find out about later. So, until then, Kurt, you got anything to say to close out? Peace out. Brandon? Yeah, he'll be woo and burp at the same time, didn't you? <laughs> woo, man. Woo! You, you homered. Yeah. Woo! Uh, yeah. Um, That's it. Hey, peace out. <laughs> for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite the stylings of Jim Cornette. Thank you. Fuck you. And bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>